Hey, what is going on, you guys? This is Dylan here with Blue Sue Finance. What I wanted to do is, on this specific episode here, is introduce you to a first publication slash podcast here of a series that I'm going to do on Substack. Uh, what I wanted to do is I'm going to be tracking a lot of these earnings that are going to be coming out for these companies. and Some of them I've been following for years. And what I will be doing is providing insights, key takeaways, updates on the business model, uh, interpret financial results, things like that. So I really hope you guys do subscribe and tune on in to not only this episode, but the ones that are going to be happening over here in the next couple of weeks. So for Digital Turbine and Enphase, uh, these two companies really stuck out. I, so I originally had a position in Digital Turbine. And if you guys actually take a look at the title, it says I sold Digital Turbine, but let me hear, let me explain why. So Digital Turbine, a short history on them. Their CEO is Bill Stone. So Bill Stone, I think he's an exceptional CEO. He's done really incredible things from, from the time that he was acquired by Mandalay and then he eventually ended up becoming the CEO of Digital Turbine, changed the name back to Digital Turbine. Anyway, I, I describe it a little bit more here in the written portion of this publication. But what they originally did is they had a software that was installed on Android devices. And what it would do is, is it actually enable app, like content, creators on apps, right? So like TikTok, for example. So TikTok could uh, basically pay Digital Turbine to install their app onto an Android device or send like an advertisement to install the device or install the app onto the device. That was originally what Digital Turbine's native organic software did. And it's installed on on many, if not all Android devices, you know, within Verizon and AT&T. Um, but they ended up acquiring three different companies not too long ago. And that's going to be Appreciate, Fiber and Ad Colony. All three of these companies are going to be ad tech companies. I think they are either SSPs or DSPs. I think that they're a combination of both. But the, the long-term vision for Digital Turbine was to take their proprietary software and complement it with recurring revenue that would come from these ad tech companies. And this was a, like essentially the whole reason why I ended up entering the position in the first place because I thought to myself, okay, not only are they going to have the the organic partnership, the very important partnership with these app installers, but they are also going to have a partnership and a unique relationship with the end consumer. And given the privacy changes and the legislation that has originally, that has manifested over the past couple of years, and it comes down to advertising, you know, Facebook is a very good example of, of what's going on here. Um, Digital Turbine, because they had that unique relationship with the end consumer, offered a very unique solution for a lot of advertisers. And that was that was the whole play on them, right? And then also with the recurring revenue. But what I'm seeing here, especially with this latest quarter, is I'm seeing a couple of different concerns. And what it really comes down to is three different things. Number one, their gross margin is declining. Number two, their debt continues to go up. And this is, this is concerning. And then number three, their growth is projected to, to substantially grow. And it, in... Oh, gosh, and I'll explain it here in just a second. But let's talk specifically about their gross margin. I've seen it over the past couple of quarters go from 33% to 31% to 27%. So this is a substantial decline in a bottom line metric that is arguably one of the most important metrics in a business. And in the last call, they ended up mentioning that they could see it stabilizing at around 30%. And then they go and they report 27% this quarter. That right there for me was very concerning because, yes, they're growing nicely, but at the expense of what? Like how much money are they giving up 
with a lot of these partnerships that they're doing with AT&T, Verizon, and Google, right? Just because they're growing doesn't always mean that it's going to be beneficial for the for the investor, especially if their bottom line metrics are being hurt. And then their debt was also a really big problem. So their cash did increase from 95 million to 115 million, and their free cash flow was about 35 million. But what I ended up noticing was that their long-term debt increased from 244 million last quarter to 341 million this quarter. This is the concern because just because they, yes, so they did have free cash flow, but I'm, I got so many questions about why their gross margin is, is declining. What, what are they doing with all this long-term debt? I know that they had to expand out the revolving line of credit by hundred million or so, whatever it was. Can't remember exactly what it was on the call, but essentially they're leveraging up so much that this is going to put a lot of pressure and strain on the overall business operations. And what that, what that really makes me concerned about is that Bill Stone has originally guided and said that long-term they can see the business going from $4 billion in revenue and $1 billion in EBITDA. That's their long-term vision, their long-term goal. But when you have that financial constraint, it really makes me question about, okay, are they going to be able to get there? So I did end up exiting my position, and I ended up putting it into a uh, a different position. But really, the reason why I did this was because of the overall ad tech exposure that I had. I had both Pubmatic, and I had both Digital Turbine. And I've been meaning to concentrate on one of them for a very, very long time. So not only was it, not only was I noticing a couple different things here that was like, okay, you know, um, there's a couple red flags with the business, but but I did have too much exposure to the ad tech space as a whole, and it was very important for me to try to get into a new space. And, and in this particular case, it was going to be uh, renewable energy because here's the thesis for renewable energy: with energy prices skyrocketing, and they are, uh, I do think that this has a little bit to do with with the currently with the current. Uh, administration that's in the White House for, for America um, and putting a lot of those uh, constraints on the supply uh, of energy as a whole, like the Keystone Pipeline thing, et cetera, et cetera. What this is doing is this is essentially uh, accelerating the, the overall cost of energy. Yes, this is inflationary, but more importantly, this accelerates the consumer's sentiment and the adop- adoption of renewable energy because they're thinking to themselves, I don't want to have to keep paying, like especially out in California, I don't want to have to keep paying for 5 to $7 a gallon in gas. What I want to do is I want to get an EV, right? Or I want to uh, have new solar panels put in to prevent any sort of blackouts or whatever it might end up being. And Enphase is one of the market leaders here in this segment. So Enphase, it has a couple different key core offerings. So they are a semiconductor company. So they have semiconductor, their semiconductors in their microinverters. And a microinverter is essentially used to transmit solar energy to usable energy. And in addition to this, they also have batteries for energy storage. Uh, they have a software platform with recurring revenue, IoT devices that collect the data throughout the, the house, uh, as well as portable energy storage devices so that you can store the energy and take it with you. And then EV chargers based on their latest acquisition. Um, And this is as a whole, right? So what you're seeing here is you're seeing an all-in-one energy storage, renewable energy solution, and their growth is phenomenal. 
right? So their overall growth is about 55% year over year. Their US revenue grew 74% year over year. Their European revenue grew 100% plus year over year. And their Asia, so their Asian revenue grew 80% year over year. And in addition to that, they also upgraded their guidance from 410 million consensus for Q1, right? Their Q1 guidance to 420 to $440 million. This is very exciting to see uh, because this, this decreases a lot of the speculation that you might have for a lot of the other renewable energy companies, as well as a lot of the other EV companies. So what was it? Plug power <laughs> back in 20, what is it? 2021. Yeah. Early 2021 were plug power ran up to about 60 million. Well, here's a company that actually can work, right? And, or like STEM too. STEM, I'm keeping an eye on them, and there is a there's a business case there for uh, potential investment consideration. Um, but with this, with Enphase, uh, really participating and operating in the same class, but their balance sheet is phenomenal, right? Their revenue is is clearly like they're they're clearly firing on all cylinders. They have a gross margin of around forty percent. They're growing and they're expected to continue to grow for years and years into the future. So it, it, it just all completely adds up, right? And what's even more interesting is I think that I ended up seeing stock buybacks from underneath their, uh, their cash flow statement. So that was very interesting. But uh, the overall summary here is that I did enter, I did enter end phase. And what I want to do is I want to actually dedicate a publication substack to end phase because I, I haven't seen very many people talk about them. But it's about a $20 billion company, right? So it's not, it's not necessarily like it's completely saturated. It has a long way to continue to grow. Um, but I did, I did exit Digital Turbine and I used the proceeds. I think I only sold it for like a 10% loss. So it was nothing, nothing crazy, right? I sold it for like a 10% loss and I ended up allocating it to Enphase because I think Enphase is going to be a very clear winner over the next 10 years especially. Because I think that the 2020s, we're going to see the rising adoption of renewable energy so I, I don't think that the EV speculation was wrong part necessarily in the, in the beginning part of 2021 and the later part of 2020. I think that it was just early, right? And I think that Enphase is going to be a very clear winner and a potential, you know, $100 billion plus dollar company later on down the road. So you guys, I'm going to keep you guys updated. I know that for later on here in the week, we're going to have Datadog. We have Cloudflare, Confluent, and InMode. Um, I own Datadog. Confluent and in mode, but I do not own Cloudflare and I do not own. So Twilio is actually going to be tomorrow too on Wednesday. And I do not own Twilio, but I will be covering Datadog, Confluent, and in modes earnings because I do anticipate on a lot of different investors covering Cloudflares. So I'm going to make sure that I have something prepared for you guys there. I'll talk a little bit more about the companies, what they do, why, why I own those companies in the first place. And as always, stay tuned. Stay classy.